Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Well Nerds Podcast. This is episode 126. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Caitlin. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> back in Can't action. Wait. Can't wait to hear about all your adventures, but we'll get all the other stuff taken care of first, and then we'll let you just tell us all how get it went. prepared right now. <laughs> get your mind, get your timeline straight. Let me get underwater in my head. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we'll start off by saying thank you to everyone who supports the show, um, whether that's on Patreon or reviewing the show, sharing the show, following us on social media, whatever it is, going on trips, buying merch. Um, we really, really appreciate your support. Um, you can support us financially by going on trips or buying merch or subscribing on Patreon, even as little as $1 a month goes a long way for us. So thank you very much for that over the last few years and uh, to keep up with what we're seeing, what we're doing, um, pretty much everything that's going on is announced on our website. It's thewhalenerds.com. And we also have Facebook and Instagram. It's at whale nerds and our YouTube channel has video versions of our episodes. And sometimes we put up other cool videos and stuff on there too. So you can follow along with us on there. And I think that's, it for announcements we'll do <laughs> we'll do u.s sightings first and then we'll hear <sighs> all about tonga yeah you can tell me how about you tell me all the things i missed while i was gone Dude, you missed a lot of stuff i know it's just like well the thing is is that the, the last like two days before i technically left monterey it kind of went off i think we talked about it because we did a podcast yeah we did yeah yeah and, it's like yeah, and then i've done cheating. a couple episodes in between yeah um where i told everyone about our sightings but yeah i mean basically you miss killer whales humpback whales <sighs> the red-footed booby um, i didn't miss any boobies i had tons of them in tonga that's true yeah what what kind are they there uh blue-footed oh cool nice yeah. um so yeah since last time i recorded an episode we have had uh humpback whales and killer whales have been kind of the stars of the show we did have a casper sighting a couple days ago, which is fun. Also, yeah. almost every time I see Casper, there's another Risso's dolphin in the pod that has like a really damaged dorsal fin. It only has like just a little bit of it, like a third of its dorsal fin. So I feel like they run in the same group most of the time. Like you know you what? Last time I had probably over a month ago, last time I had Casper, we I saw that one that you're talking about. Yeah, at pretty much every sighting this year, I've noticed that one in the pod too. So. They must be in the same group. Uh, we also had some northern right whale dolphins and Pacific white-sided dolphins. Very small numbers of those mixed in with the Rissos, but pretty cool to see them, I mean, all the way in October. We've seen them almost every month of the year this year, which is cool. Uh, for humpback whales, we've had some scattered surface feeding off and on. It's been decent. Um, and then that super fun calf that i talked about in another episode where it was breaching for like two hours straight we found that calf again and it breached so close to the boat i thought it was gonna splash everyone on the deck that video insane. insane and that calf is like it's a big so, calf so active and so huge and it has like a pot belly like it's so well fed it has like you, a chubby we, belly and it's a new calf right like you guys just started seeing it while i was gone yeah yeah. What if it's not even a calf? What if it's like, I mean, it's obviously a calf, but what if yeah. it's like 
second year. It just was like no, it's no massive. No, no. no. it's no. bigger than all those. No, because ghost pep, ghost pepper is that big too, and ghost yeah, pepper is definitely big now. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, some of those moms are just doing a phenomenal job of feeding their gigantic babies. Big, big old babies. Yeah. I mean, I just, that one calf is like not shy about breaching by the boat. Like it'll breach towards you and then like it'll do one like so close it's going to splash you. Like if I was in your boat, I would have been scared. Oh my God. I would have been crying. It would have been terrifying. Like it would have waked you out. It would have splashed me for sure. Yeah. And like rocked your boat really hard. Yeah. Oh um, man. I have to correct myself. Is there actually brown boobies that um, I saw? But I swear one of them had like a blue tint and I thought they don't lose, but they stay blue always, right? Blue, blue footed boobies. I think are... once they're adults, yes. The juveniles, like the color is not that pronounced. Maybe it was juvenile because I swear it was kind of, I have to look, but it, now that I'm looking at like a brown boobie, it looks like a brown boobie. I'd have to go look at my photos though. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, Killer whales that have been around, it's mostly been the 51As with 50B and the 140Bs, but there have been some other family groups around. Uh, The day you landed, or no, the day you were driving home, uh, we had the 140Bs and they were harassing birds like they have been, but also they hunted a sea lion a couple times. And I think this has got to be one of the grossest things I've ever seen a killer whale do. And I've seen killer whales do gross stuff. But one of them had like the shredded carcass, Mm -hmm. like I think mostly the spine, like it looked like the spine and like the back meat all shredded, had it draped across its whole mouth and it spy hopped with the whole gross thing in its mouth. It was like the coolest, but also the grossest thing I've seen lately with killer whales. Did you get photos too? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. It was so gross. Um, yeah, I <laughs> talked to Kate about it and I was like, if that if someone filmed that like on video, that would be the most incredible like footage. Yeah, I mean it just like came out of nowhere. Yeah, like the other exactly. ones came up and then that one came up spy hopping like 50 yards from them and it was like, Look at what I have. And I was like, oh. that's so nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I yeah. She, that's what that's what Kate said to me. And she was like, there was like no way you would have got a video of it because it would have just it wasn't anywhere near yeah. the group. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like 50 yards away from the other whales. I mean, I can't believe Doug and I got any of the shots at all because we had to swing our cameras so far. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing about taking photos. You can always swing over and, you know, yeah. catch the tail end of something. Yeah. But video, you kind of got to be in the right. You got to be aimed in the right spot. Otherwise, like the panning just doesn't work as well. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, lots of sea lions. How many lions days have... was it? Did you guys have killer whales? Like um, three. How many... Yeah, we had three in the last like seven days, I think. So the and and the last sighting they were headed south, so they'll probably swing back by soon. Yeah, I mean, the last it's time small, that group was here, almost. they went north and then they came back. So who knows? And we're yeah, we're getting into that time of year that's like kind of a killer whale vibey time. Yeah, I feel like the fall is good for pinniped hunters so great white sharks are pretty common from september to november in central california killer whales are also pretty common and it's like because the sea lions and harbor seals are at their healthiest fattest weight this time of year uh they've recovered from breeding they've been feeding for several months and this is when there's the most food in the bay and then elephant seals 
have been out offshore foraging, but are starting to come back into more coastal waters as they get ready for the last push before they go to shore to breed. So, yeah, you know, that's things that like we don't talk about much. It's like these guys are smart, right? They don't, they could go Mm -hmm. kill these, they could pluck calves off on their way down. And I've been around killer whales with a brand new baby. I mean, like days or maybe a week at the most old, Mm -hmm. like, can't mm-hmm. even swim gray whale calf and they don't go even go near it. And it's like, they have to know they're, they're calculating the calories. I think. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'm not going to go after something that's like, you know, it doesn't have any blubber layer. It has nothing yet. Yeah. And so same, I bet they do that with sea lions too. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they pluck them off all the time, but I bet you certain times of the year, they're like, Ooh, like think about elephant seals when they're just getting back, they're going to be like, you know, their biggest yeah 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 Yeah, now in november is when they're at their heaviest weight before and then you don't want to eat them after they've been on the beach for a month because there's no fat left yeah exactly yeah so yeah i just don't you feel like we kind of don't talk about that a lot like i mean i I talk about a lot because that's my theory but yeah on the podcast we don't no yeah but i feel like people just like that should be more um i don't know no, it's true. I hear people say, oh, we do see them more in the fall, but then they like don't follow up and explain yeah, why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. But like, and, there, and that like, there could be a lot of other reasons too. Who knows? Maybe it's like hanging out in the fall. Whatever. Yeah. But like that, just I seems, think like that's a way better, you know, theory. Yeah. I think that the theory is that the, the food is at its fattest. It's now my theory. I'm taking it. Yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> All right, then. I'll uh, hashtag you. Give me photo credit or whatever. <laughs> there was something else I was going to say about killer whales and I forgot what it was. Oh, we saw killer whales like right out in front of Moss Landing Harbor one morning. And mm. one of them was like teasing all the sea lions on the MLA buoy. Really that close? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, so close. That close but it was, dang. I mean, yeah, they were within a mile of Moss Landing Harbor, right? That's That'd be a really marks. cool photo of like yeah. the dorsal fins going by the buoy. Yeah. yeah. Like circling it or a video. Can you imagine a video yeah. of it just like, yeah, it was that, so funny. It was like, one of the 51 A's. I don't know which one, but yeah, it was pretty hilarious to see it. Like, I see you guys. And the sea lines are all trying, more of them are trying to jump on the buoy and the buoy's already too full. I always find it amazing that you could go. And it's kind of the humpback's fault. They're very good at distracting, especially if you start like ping-ponging to like you see mm-hmm. one, then you see three, and then you keep moving, right? But the it's it's kind of amazing to see. Um, like you'll be out there and then like you'll be on your way, and then all of a sudden there's killer whales in front of the harbor, and you're like, well, How did you get here? <laughs> past yeah. everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, we were like the third boat out for the day. Like several other boats passed by these killer whales and didn't know they were there. And then we were like, Hey, there, there's killer whales, right? right here in front of the harbor <laughs> yeah i love but, it that's the best feeling yeah it's really good if you're on your way in but it could also be good if you're on your way out yeah yeah and a couple times uh over the last week two weeks we've had humpbacks and killer whales interacting a lot and the humpbacks have been really upset especially underscore period yeah i know Kate that whale that you <laughs> named this is the most ridiculous name can i just I tell know. you that he loves it <laughs> He got so mad when I told. Well, dude, it was like there's already dash dot. There's already yeah. Slash dot, there's there was like some other thing. Point. Exclamation point! I think was around or something. And then this whale, 
I mean, dude, it has a line and a dot. I mean, I'm not going to name it line <laughs> dot. I mean, it could be like a winky face if it had like a smile under it or something, but yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I saw a, a whale today, Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. Ruth is a cool looking whale. It has it on the top and bottom of its tail. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah. Stuff. The top side, you mean? And then like, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can see it. That's how I found it. Uh-oh. It originally fluked up coming towards us. And let me tell you, that whale was friendly. Not with me. Well, it did come to me, but it was friendly with the sanctuary for mm-hmm. seriously like an hour. Oh, cool. And it did come over to me and it like did this like big spy hop. And I like had my, my R5 in my hand. Cause I was like, it Which was by them. Too much length. Yeah. So, well, it was, it was over at their boat and I was like, I was just filming them like having yeah. this epic encounter. And then like, and there's two whales. So like, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to tell which one was like going back and forth and, uh, yeah. you know, and so it comes up next to my boat and I'm like fumbling to set my camera down. I'm trying to get my phone to unlock. <laughs> like, and, uh, the, the my passenger though he got a really cool video of it like spy hopping oh, next to the boat sweet yeah we had a friendly whale yesterday and yeah. it was like 20 plus minutes of it just like going back and forth underneath the boat spy hopping on both sides at one point it was like blowing bubbles while spy hopping next to us it was really cool it was a young female we never really got a fluke id because it never really showed us its tail very well but it was pretty incredible you have to you have to submit that name for the whale yesterday because I that's uh we oh yeah been here for a while now graffiti but man yeah. I like that whale I thought the I think the fluke's really pretty and do you know if it's a boy or girl I don't know oh I got breaching photos so I guess we could figure it out but yeah. um yeah breached a bunch of times for us yesterday and it was awesome yeah yeah we also so, had a lot of breaching whales today too basically you missed a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I was so bummed. <laughs> it's so stupid though, because I was getting off the water and your guys' day is already done because it's like four hours ahead. Yeah. So I was like just starting my day and I was like showing the people on the boat. I like, you know, showing the people I like uh met while I'm out there and I'm like, this is what they saw today. And it's like <laughs> lunch feeding. So it's like the opposite of what we're gonna see, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so it was really cool. All right. You got your brain organized? You ready to hit us with the Tonga sightings? Oh, it's too much to tell you. I can't <laughs> handle it all. Yeah, it was it's it's funny because I always just looked at like I've seen millions of photos from Tonga coming out of mm-hmm. Tonga, but I've never really paid much attention to the islands like mm-hmm. as a whole. And it's just absolutely like beautiful there. The whole entire um island chain is gorgeous. Um, something that I learned though is like it's like everything is kind of unprotected there like they're just open in the middle of the ocean so mm-hmm. they have like no coral mm-hmm. and it uh, we like you kind of really can't get very many answers out of people there they just like eh, like they don't know yeah. they, it's like it's probably a lot of fishing and like just like destroying the corals and stuff but they said a lot of like typhoons and things like that happen there and there's yeah. no like barrier reef or anything so it just yeah. kind of like destroys everything Mm-hmm. And it just like probably so slow to grow that this doesn't come back. Um, but yeah, the islands were super beautiful and the people are very, very nice. And there's a billion dogs and pigs <laughs> and chickens. And when you try to sleep there, the dogs bark until like <laughs> one in the morning. And as soon as the dogs stop barking, the chickens, the chickens which are like broken because chickens should be, you know, calling at like sunrise but these things do not care whenever they want 
it's just like soon as it's silent they're like oh hi everyone and then all the chickens on the whole island start going off well think about when i record episodes with you guys when yeah. i'm in hawaii the chickens are always going in the background yeah i don't even understand that like i'm gonna have to look more into chicken chickens because i don't get it dude they do what they want when they want yeah so um anyways about the whales we had we we lost a day because they canceled one of our flights. So we were supposed to initially have eight days, but we ended up only having seven. But sometimes I feel like in the whale world, it, when you're a little bit late or like you miss a day because of weather or something like that, it usually like you kind of can make up for it somehow. Like the mm-hmm. ocean makes up for it. Uh, at least I like to think that happens. And we so we finally got to that. We had to stay on the mainland a couple of days, but um the day we got we got a trip the first day we get there and the like not even 10 minutes past to like yeah it's kind of a long harbor to get out and there's like a big slow zone mm-hmm. and so right when we get past the slow zone it's like boom there's a blow and we kind of like and they let you know like you don't get in the water with every whale you kind of got to mm-hmm. assess the situation which you know makes sense just like here you kind of check and see if they want to be watched or not you know and so we get over there and we stop the boat and the captain's like Oh, I hear it. And he like opens up the bathroom and it's like coming through the bathroom, like through <laughs> cool. the toilet. You could hear the humpback singing. And they were like, okay, everybody get ready. We're going to like just put you in the water so you can listen to the humpback sing, which was really cool because um, you could definitely feel it. Like, yeah, only like not all the calls, but some of the like big groans you could feel. Yeah. And um, so we're all like in the water now. There's four of us and a guide in the water. And I'm like looking at the guide. But I'm like hearing the humpback singing to like my, out of my right ear, right? So I'm like, it's got to be you like behind us. Like, but it's like, it, it goes everywhere in the water. So it's kind of yeah. like hard to tell. But so I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm going to stay by him because he does it all the time. And then, uh, but I think he was just kind of like, the whole point was just to listen. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like he was looking for the whale. He didn't even think we were going to see it probably. And so I turn around and look back at the other swimmers that are all looking at the guide as well. And dude, this humpback is like 10 feet away from like Whoa. the last swimmer. And he's got his like, he's like on his side with his peck fin up and nobody saw. It. And I'm like behind you yelling at everyone. Um, and Margo finally turned and she kind of caught it on GoPro. But it's really funny because all of the the three or two, you can only see two of the other people, but they're all looking away from the whale and it's right behind <laughs> them. So it's pretty awesome that like a 40 foot or bigger whale could just like sneak up behind you have like, you know. And then, um, so it ended up like making a close pass. We, we kind of all got a look and you don't chase after the whales. You kind of just let them be. So it passed us and we get back in the boat cause it, it, you know, moved on and it runs into another male and then they start like, kind of like doing a little circle around the boat. Then another male comes and it's like literally in front of us, um, a, like a, not even, I wouldn't even consider a comp pod, but it was just like, it was starting to form mm-hmm. and it's cool because it doesn't take long. And then it's like, oh, there's two more blows, like just past this island. And like, you could see them all kind of coming in. Um, but we ended up like watching them for a little bit, like just topside. And then you can't really get in the water with them because they're so unpredictable. So it's like, yeah. you would get, by the time you got in the water, they could be like so far away. And then yeah. even if they are making close passes to the boat, we were kind of stopped in this little middle area of like a bunch of islands. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just kind of unlikely that you would get um, good looks. So we ended up moving out. And the first two days, we actually, we did get in the water with some whales, but they were kind of moving. So mm-hmm. it was like flyby kind of stuff. 
and but they were still really good we ended up having some like peck slapping and like good at like uh topside behaviors and then the third day is when the magic happened it was supposed to be like the uh best weather day although it was going to be like pouring rain it was like the Mm -hmm. calmest sea conditions and stuff so it's really cool you're like just sitting on the boat soaking wet it's like pouring rain and then we end up finding this mom and calf and two two like escorts or like two males were chasing it Mm -hmm. and we got in the water with them and all four of them like went by us and then they did like two little laps around us and then the two males took off and then Mm -hmm. the mom just literally dove down like basically just right away a little bit away from us we like ended up um you like kind of moved because they don't keep the boats near the whales you like yeah get kind of dropped off and then you swim over the mom just goes to sleep like 40 feet down you could just see her chin looking up at like pointing up to the sky and then the baby just circles us like Mm -hmm. and it's really cool because and the mom is just sitting there uh you know like 40 50 feet down and the calf i and they obviously do it on purpose. That way the calf doesn't have to like keep swimming up really like, you know, long distances. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also so they can keep an eye on the calf as well. Uh, but yeah, calf just like rolling around, sloshing all over the place, then goes back, like tucks under mom or like mm-hmm. does a couple laps around her down there. It's so funny because <laughs> you can see that the, the calves just like want to move. Yeah. Like they just, and, until they don't, and then they don't move. They just like are nursing or laying right under the mom or on top of the mom. Um but yeah, the third day, and then so then towards the end of that that like encounter, all of a sudden the mom comes up and just lays like an inch below the surface, and just for like 15, 20 minutes, and the calf's just going all around her, and you get like all these really intimate shot like photos and videos. Cool. Um, so after that, and like this this is just like we had like a two and a half hour encounter, and this was at from nine a.m. until like we didn't even make it to lunch, so it was like just barely into our trip. Yeah. And so now we're like, well, we could just go home or oh, well, like, now what? <laughs> yeah. We're like eating lunch. And it's like, how are you going to top that? I honestly, yeah. I think we ended up going in early that day because it was just like, I think we maybe saw a couple, we saw some other whales, but it was, they were moving and it wasn't like, just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. We ended up going into some like pretty beach and like eating lunch, swimming around, saw a turtle, um, which by the way, they have like no turtles there ever. Like we saw one turtle and they just don't have turtles there, hmm. which I thought there would be turtles there. I don't know. I just had it in my head, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, if they don't really have a lot of reef. And and they don't have a lot of beaches, really, too. Yeah, if they don't have a lot of substrate for the algae to grow on, then the turtles, you know, don't have really anything to eat. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, then, so basically the next four days in a row were very similar, just in different locations. We went out, one of the days we went out offshore and... It was actually really bumpy, but it was the clearest blue water. And when you're yeah. in the water, it's not like the boat really rocks you. But when you're in the water, you're kind of with it. So it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. Um, although the waves are like kind of crashing over your head, which is cool. But clearest blue water, mom and calf, same thing. Just chilling at the surface, like hanging out. And nice. it's really amazing because it's like the mom will be there and like she'll like have her eye on you. And then she'll just like close it and like definitely just be sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every once in a while, she'll open it and, like, kind of, like, make sure you're, like, not too close or, like, you know, like, feel threatened or anything. Yeah. And just sleep. They just sleep all the time. Cool. Yeah. Um, but the last the last two days were really special. The what It was really windy and really rough. So we went to, like, areas that were just super protected. And we went to this place called North Bay. And another boat actually had a mom and calf. And... 
they ended up passing it off to us. They had found it early in the morning. And the same thing, just beautiful weather. And I was able to get that. The mom baby came up and I was able to get a split shot of like the island with the mom and calf both mm -hmm. at the surface, which I'm really excited about. Um, and something that was really cool about the area was it was really shallow. So the mom is sitting in like 40 feet of water, but you could see her like plain as day laying on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then like you could watch the calf go down and nurse or same thing, go around and just swim around her. Um going to her like it's so funny when they just like tuck under a peck fin or like tuck under the fluke and like yeah it's just like i don't know they really are just in an aquarium and the mom is just like a big you know rock like for them to play yeah. around yeah um so then our final day this calf just goes off like well we had a couple breaches in the water with the calf which by the way takes them little to no effort like yeah. literally like this calf could be a basically be asleep and it's just like doing like an opposite of a pencil dive. Like it's just like floating <laughs> to the surface. And then you're like, it's still going straight. It's still going. And then it's just like a head just keeps going out of the water. And then it just like flops down. So it's like, it's not like a full breach where they're like twisting and everything, but it just like, it's like a spy hop, right? But yeah. like a really tall one. And then it just like yeah. flops over. Yeah. Um, so it was doing a lot of those. Um, but on our final day, same mom and calf, which was awesome. Same spot. They like, obviously were just super chill with us. And we, you, you kind of do this thing where you share, like you'll get a good sequence with them. Once the mom comes up, does her breaths and goes back down, you'll switch off with another boat. You can only have four people in the water. So yeah. then you'll switch off. They'll put their four people. Well, of course the other four people get in the water and this calf just goes crazy. Starts breaching yeah. all over the place. I'm eating a sandwich. I'm like kind of cranky. Cause I'm like, dang it. <laughs> and so I'm filming it topside, which I have some cool videos of them breaching, like right next to people, like the calf breaching, like right next to the people. Wow. Uh, like, you know how the compression, so it makes yeah, it look yeah, like, yeah. It's, like it makes it look them. really close, but it's not, but really it's like 25 feet away from them. Yeah. And so, yeah, this calf goes crazy. Then we get back in the water. Same thing. It's like just breaches but when it was landing which i didn't get any video of which i'm kind of bummed about it was opening its mouth in the water like kind of like oh, pac-man cool so it would swim around with his mouth open like one what of the a silly goose <laughs> yeah so just like i thought that was really cool behavior and so the very final thing that happened was we cut margo sat margo like you know she's like i want you to get footage so she like sat one out so i could go an extra one kind of thing and mm -hmm. Margot just wanted to take a break because it's kind of a lot when you're swimming all day. Yeah. And so she took a little break. And so she ended up going for the last dive of the day. Well, that calf had been literally breaching for over like two hours at this point. Yeah. And it's not like every 30 seconds. It did do some like back to back to back to mm -hmm. back. But a lot of it would like it would go down to the mom and then it would just come up and breach on that first initial like breath. Yeah. Well, the calf out of nowhere actually went off and breached so many times it got like I don't know. I'll just say 200 yards away, like not that far, but far enough to piss the mom off, yeah. like not at the people, but like at the whale. Yeah. It's And the guide, I guess, looked over at Margo and was like, this mom is going to breach. This calf's way too far away because they couldn't see it in the site anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, I guess the Margo's the way Margo explained it is like the mom, like pushed her pec fins down. Like she had them resting and she like yeah. pushed her pec fins down, kicked twice. And then Margo got scared, even though it was like totally <laughs> going to chin slap the opposite way. But she, she like, you could see her wiggle around in the video. And then the mom just does a big old chin slap wow. and she does. And then, um, she, yeah, she got it from the video. Uh, just, it ends up doing three of them in a row. And then calf comes over, 
mom goes right back to the bottom and like settles down again. And so that then, was like the, Hey, get over here. Yeah. And then, but it's like, but then after that, that was when we, so we, we like, that was the end of our day. Our other boat that was with the company hadn't seen any whales yet. So we passed it to them. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that they hadn't seen whales. They just didn't get in the water with any. Yeah. And so we passed it over to them. And that's when the guy got the video of the calf just swimming it like it like turns towards him, opens his mouth, swims right at him, and then passes him. And like wow. it's like, yeah. And it was it was that's yeah, cool. Super cool. So I don't know. I, I why do you do you think the calves like stretch their cause I also on the first that that third day, um, the calf was swimming around like deep, pretty deep, opening its mouth and closing it. Like you think it's just stretching it or or it could just be fun. I mean, I need just expanding its pleats a little like, bit. Why do little kids <laughs> run around with their tongue hanging out? You know, yeah. like little kids do weird stuff. Little whales do weird stuff. Yeah, they're floppy, floppy yeah. CB. And the calf, it's so like what they're born at like between 12 and 14 feet or something, maybe 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, and these calves are definitely like three or four, maybe even a month old. Some of them, like some yeah. are like still brand new that are around there, but then like maybe weeks old, but then this one definitely is pretty thick. Yeah. But then when it goes down to the mom, you're like, oh my God, it's so tiny though. Yeah. Like yeah. it's when it's up by you, it's like three or four lengths of a human. It's mat. It's like, looks like you're like, oh my God, it seems like, you know, it's massive. But yeah. then the mom comes up and you're like, oh no, this thing is so <laughs> tiny. Like, I know. I love it. They look like a little toy. They're so cute. Yeah. And those. How long do you think that they keep that big belly for a little while? Because yeah. this mom, I mean, you have to like realize because like at some points you are like four or five feet away. And like when the mom's up and because like she'll kind of come up, float up to you and then like come by you real slow with the calf. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she'll even let the calf be between you. That's how you kind of know that they're trusting because I feel like they wouldn't allow the calf to be on your side. Yeah. And like the calf will just be like on its side between you and the mom, like looking yeah. at you and like half the peck fit on the mom and you're just like <laughs> you know and then and the mom could easily like lift her she like lifts her peck fins up like i mm-hmm. feel like if someone were to get too close she could like let you know very easily yeah um so cool i don't even know just <laughs> and, and like we def we got in the water seven of seven days uh like i said the first two were kind of fly by and like just none of the whales were like settled down they were just kind of active yeah um but the rest of them just like the rest of the last five days we got in with the mom and calf every day. And I ID'd that mom underwater like a boss. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you do you want to share that part of it where you and yeah. you matched them? You got in with the same mom calf. Yeah, so it's so funny because that mom and calf that we got in with on like the like the let's say the uh yeah, the fourth day or, or fifth day was uh it was in very like unclear like the water. It was like between this like like island that had like a sandbar and the the waves were pushing over it and I feel like mm-hmm. it was kicking up sand and like just mm-hmm. they also have that underwater volcano that's like you kind of erupting and so yeah. there's I guess it's like a type of sea like an ash but underwater ash yeah yeah and so it can like cause some of the parts like it's weird it'll be like dirty and then just clear as hell then dirty then like yeah so it'd come in waves so like it was like a really good encounter we had with the mom and calf but it was like I said it was not great visibility. And, but I got a fluke of it. And then the next, like two days or, or a day later, we ended up in the North Bay where protected by the wind. And that ended up being the same mom and calf that we had over there. It just moved and chilled in the protected area for a couple of mm-hmm. days. Yeah. So amazing. But like people were like, ah, oh, it's a different calf. It's a different calf. And it's like, 
No, it's not. I got the mom's ID on t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. two different days, which is just so cool. awesome. But yeah, it's it sucks because, you know, I got I only got maybe six or seven IDs while I was there, but none yeah. come back. And yeah. I think partly because they're all white, it has a problem with it. Like I mean, there's... the all white ones are just as hard as the all black ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. So the one and then, of course, the one that comes back, no problem is black with like white tips. Right. Or like white yeah. with black. You know what I mean? I also just think there's not very many people like doing happy whale there. That was my next thing is like there's like two the, the two that came back and one of them doesn't even have a bio or anything for some reason. Mm-hmm. Same lady, Karen Stone. Um, I think from some sort of research organization or something. Or- yeah. I mean, I also don't know if people realize that they can submit underwater photos as long as the yeah. serrated edge is clear. I, I don't even know. It just worked. Yeah. I just, if even if the pigmentation is questionable, if it can read the serrated edge, it usually yeah. gets a fairly confident match. And so I, but I don't think people even think to like take that still from underwater and run it. Oh yeah, I bet if 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 people started doing that, it would be so cool. Yeah, because like, in the Dominican Republic, they do that. They yeah. do they do the fluke IDs from whales that are underwater. Oh man, I yeah, I was kind of like sad because I was like, I want one to show up in Antarctica or somewhere. <laughs> but so I was thinking about it. Do you think that these guys end up going to the peninsula or like because they could just go straight down and not ever end up at the peninsula, right? Yeah. So there's like um. Four, what four or five um feeding areas around antarctica yeah and so i think that's what we'll we'll talk about for next week's topics because like you're right they don't all just go to the antarctic peninsula they do yeah. feed all around the continent and so you know i think the ones that are off the western antarctic peninsula are most likely like south american breeding whales but it's not impossible so yeah well i want to do a little more research on that that i was looking at that today but i want to read a few more papers because they do have that whale that was seen in tonga and costa rica right so yeah one way or another it crossed yeah well and i feel like even more than the north pacific how the whales don't follow the rules there the southern hemisphere is like a whole nother ball game because of the shape of the land yeah, and if you're like, in Antarctica, you're in Antarctica. So you can yeah. follow, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I was thinking about that. Like, they probably just go straight down. Like, why are they going to go down and then all the way over to the peninsula? It's kind of far. Yeah. So we'll so. talk about that next week because, yeah, it is pretty interesting. And I'm not super familiar with it. So I want to learn about it too. Cause, yeah, I want to know, like, where are the humpbacks that we're going to see on our trip? Like, like, where are they most likely coming from? You know what we are going to see? Dude, you think? Yeah. I will cry if we see it. That would be so – that that would actually be insane. And it, it technically could be a possibility. Yeah. So this past, like, week, maybe 10 days ago, a researcher was doing an aerial survey in Costa Rica, and they saw an all-white humpback whale calf. Yeah, it's like, oh, like you're back from Tonga. Let me hit you with some news. You didn't even see a white whale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like some poor lighting, light gray baby whales that people say are albinos, like that whole thing in Maui last year that was not an albino whale. Yeah. But this looks like a white whale. No, this looks like Migaloo's child. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It but went all the way from Australia. 
they met in Antarctica and they were like, oh my God, this krill is so tasty. Why don't you come back to Costa Rica with me? Boom. That's how it happened. <laughs> so yeah, maybe this little whale will make it all the way to the peninsula and we'll get to see it. I will, I will lose my mind if I see it. Can you imagine what if we just think it's ice? Like, oh, that's really fast moving ice. <laughs> yeah. Why does that ice have a blowhole? Yeah, why oh, is that it's ice just pressure from a wave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you know what was cool in Tonga on the main island? There's like this section uh, of I don't even know the name of the beach, but it had like this big rocky like looking place, and it's just created like a blowholes over time. So it's kind of oh, like cool. Caesar's Palace in Vegas. It's just like <laughs> it, like a big wave will come, and then it goes through all of the blowholes. So it's like oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, nice. Yo, why, have you realized that we've been seeing a lot of whales from like southern Mexico this year, or like yes, and Central America, and Central America, like Nicaragua is like a big one. I feel yeah, like. like that calf that's been really fun the last couple of weeks while you've been gone. The mom has been seen in Nicaragua. Dude, I think we have to go there. Yeah, I think so too. Damn, I got too. I <laughs> so many like, places. Too many places for whales. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think it's like they're like such small little areas. Like I think it still wouldn't be that straightforward to just go down there and find a whale. Oh, in Nicaragua? Yeah. Why? Wouldn't it just be somewhere? Near I just think the they're just like little patchy little areas where they are. It's not like Maui where you're like, oh, you can't even get off the plane without seeing one. Yeah. That's okay. So that's something I want to say about Tonga is like but then again, if you go off, like we kind of stay in the protected areas a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like on really nice days, you go offshore and there's definitely a lot of whales out there. But if it's like yeah. blowing 20 knots, it's hard to see yep. them. And it would, yeah. that's kind of what our, they said it was a really windy year in mm-hmm. Tonga. And so I was telling them, I'm like, dude, when you get to Maui, there's so many freaking whales. Like yeah. I don't think people realize it's like, yeah. By the way, did you watch that documentary on uh, Bertie Gregory's, like... Oh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you're such a knucklehead. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I haven't watched it yet. Anyways, I was going to say about the part with all the blows, like, you know, we've talked about the article in Antarctica. Oh, yeah, with, yeah. With uh, all the, like, fin whales, and it's, like, yeah. just, like, a photo of a billion pieces of popcorn. That's <laughs> kind of how Maui is. Like, if you yeah. think about it, there will be hundreds of humpbacks, like, yep. at some point between Lahaina and, what, Lanai? Yeah. And it's like, just, you're just like, there's a whale, Insane. there's a whale, yep. there's a whale. Yeah. Like this taxi ride's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. Tonga is actually incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. So I what went- was the experience like, like figuring it out how to get there? Like how, how many so, companies are there? That kind of thing. Yeah. There's quite a bit of companies, but I rec- the so the company I went I went out with Nadia Ali who mm-hmm. who charters the boat right the company um, she like does a more private thing with this company this company mm-hmm. also runs like public tours mm-hmm. too um, the company is called Beluga Diving which is so funny because like there's definitely no belugas there <laughs> but um, but they're like the 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 owners are super awesome they also own one of the hotels there mm-hmm. and because you're not on the main island of no, Tonga you're on Vavao. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you fly to the mainland, but starting next April again, they used to have a flight. So like from America, you would fly to Fiji 
mm-hmm. and then to Tonga Tapu, and then to Vavau. But and they normally and like before COVID happened, they had a flight from Fiji right to Vavau. So now, uh, and there's also flights like from wherever to Auckland, and mm-hmm. then to also to uh, Tonga. Yeah. But I think honestly, like that's kind of why we also went to was it's just easier to go to Fiji and then like it's just a quicker flight. Cause Auckland, yeah, you I mean, that's it. And then because, that's because you're coming from, you know, yeah, but the, if you're from the US, yeah, like Australia, they just fly right into Fiji, it's three mm-hmm. hour flight, and then they have another hour flight to Tonga. Or to, uh, yeah, it's like super, like it's literally like less than going to Hawaii for them, not like yeah. financially, but like time wise. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really easy for people from Australia to get to Fiji and then Tonga. And there's so many islands out there, man. I bet you there's whales at more than like, there's got to be whales at all. I don't know though. Like there's not humpbacks in Fiji. Yeah. Like there might be some that go by there or whatever, like, mm-hmm. cause whales go wherever the heck they want, but it's not like you could be like, people go humpback whale watching in Fiji. Yeah. It's not yeah. like a, a thing they market there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny that they just go, but if you think about it, um, Tonga has that trench, which is the second deepest trench in the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wonder if it has to do with that trench that they just follow that trench or what? But well, it and really it's volcanic sense. activity that they can hear and stuff too. I think that might actually oh. be something they pick up on. Because I think about the Hawaiian Islands too. Like the Hawaiian Islands are even more remote. Like there's nothing for 2,000 miles oh, in any direction. Uh, you just make this science up? They're going to volcanoes this whole time? <laughs> I mean, maybe. No, because they don't like, all go to volcanoes. No, they don't all, but like. You know, I think that the islands make a sound, whether it's just the sound of the weather moving around them, like in the Caribbean or like for Hawaii, the volcanoes are making noise. And so, like, I think that might be a big factor as to how they figure out where they're going. I think whales piss me off (laughs) because we are we're never actually going to know. Like, I mean. Unless just we tag, like, there's just, dude, let's just even find a way to talk to out. a whale. I just want a one hour conversation. I have a list of questions ready. They'd probably just answer with everyone, like, you're an idiot, dude. You thought that? Like, well, <laughs> obviously, we do this, and we're like, okay, that's not obvious to us. Yeah, you dummies. <laughs> like, I didn't, there's another uh, island that's kind of like south, yeah, I guess southeast of Tonga. And it's called Awa, and they have a lot of good humpbacks swimming there as well. But it's not like it's just Vavau is really known because it has a lot of protected areas mm-hmm. where mom and babies go. Yeah. And so, and like those are obviously the ones you can swim like. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, like moms and babies have a different set of needs than whales that are there to party, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's like a big old highway. If you go off, like along the island chains, it's just a highway of humpbacks. They're definitely mm-hmm. all over. But yeah. like, you know, ones that are chilling or they're usually up in like some sort of like blockage of islands. Yeah. Like in Hawaii, like we get lots of moms and babies but in the four island region of Maui County. But the, you can see whales off all the islands during the peak of the season in like February. So my guess is there's a lot of other adult whales that are outside the four island region. I mean, we see plenty of adults in the four island region, too, but. My guess is more of the adults are out on the other parts of it. And you know what? They they have seen – well, you know what's, what happens is sperm whales wash up dead. Like, mm-hmm. not not all the time, but, like, they, they have sperm whale bones, like, in there on the mm-hmm. – like, you can go see them and stuff and, like, teeth and all that. Yeah. And um, because of the Tonga Trench. 
And yeah. so like they well, die, yeah, they're I mean, gonna. That's the only thing they can float to, really, right? Is one of yeah. the islands. Yeah, and in New in New Zealand, like they have whale watching for sperm whales. Yeah, because that that trench runs right into New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the, it's like kind of the end of it, but you could get to it from New Zealand. Yeah. And so what's cool is there's sperm whales. They also have like pilot whales mm -hmm. and rough tooth dolphins. Oh, we saw spinner dolphins. I was going to ask you if you saw dolphins. Yeah. All. One of the days. And we didn't like, you don't try to swim with them or anything. You just like, yeah. they just, they're just yeah. whatever. But yeah, we saw spinner dolphins. They came to the boat, jumped around a little bit. It was a small pot of like 25. Yeah. And then they, we, we were headed to like whales. And so they just went on their way, but I thought that was really cool. It's kind of exciting. It's like, yeah. oh, it's fun to see dolphins in another area yeah. of the world. And, um, uh, but yeah, I was talking to someone like they, the only time like they'll really get in with dolphins is if the whale is like they're in with a whale and the dolphins come to it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise the dolphins like, it's just, they might not be interested or whatever. Like they're just doing yeah. their own thing. So, um, but I don't know, like, I just feel like there's so many places we could whale watch. Like I didn't, the Tonga trench, why am I not just <laughs> on a ship cruising it back and forth? <laughs> just keep after you go from Mexico to Hawaii. Just keep going. Like the Cook Islands. They have humpbacks there. Yep. Yep. Polynesia, all these islands. Like, yep. It's just so hard to get to those places. Yes. So I need a really big ship that's electric and <laughs> our big sailboat. That's like the Titanic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just sail around forever and never stop. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh my God. I did hear someone say Marinara Trench. <laughs> Marinara and Sir Marianas. Yeah. Like we were having a, like a, just a normal conversation about, like about the Tonga Trench. And then they're like, yeah, but what about the Marinara Trench? And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> you got spaghetti down there or what? Like I, I, the person definitely knew Mariana, but I think they just like were saying it. Like just they a were, slip of the. Yeah, yeah. Just a slip, but it was so funny. <laughs> So anyways, marinara. So trench. what other kind of wildlife did you see around Tonga? You told me there's like flying foxes and stuff too, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, they call them flying foxes, but they're basically just fruit bats. Mm -hmm. But I think they're even called flying foxes actually. Yeah. That's what they're, that's their common name. Yeah. But they okay. are a bat. Yeah. Dude, they're not small. No, they're like, big. They're literally big. Like it's like putting Lacey with bat wings on her. Yes. Like, yes. They're pretty freaking big. And they're actually like visible during the day. Like you see them all hanging in the trees, which is like, I feel like that's kind of uncommon, right? Well, for us, it is like, we don't see yeah. bats. Like, cause there's bats in Carmel where we live. Like I saw a bat at dinner the other night or, you know, yeah. over by, uh, by the lake you see them at yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. But they're tiny and they're like at night and, but like, no, these guys are out in the tree. So get this, we go and we go to this like really pretty area to snorkel around like these big boulders that are just laying in the water, which is like mm -hmm. just super cool. And the captain just goes like, and then all of a sudden, all the trees just like start flying and they just, all these bats are going crazy. So he like spooked them or what? Yeah. Like he did it on purpose. He just like to show us and they all just start flying around and they land. Like, it's just like, not, a, it's not like, it wasn't like rude or anything. I don't think like some of them were already flying, but like mm -hmm. really a lot of them started flying and you could hear them all too, which was cool. Wow. Um, yeah, you saw boobies, you saw for seabirds. Did you see frigate birds or anything? Yeah, there was frigates um, flying real high. There was a, uh, so I'm trying to look up the name real quick. There was this, um, like a, it's all black little bird. Like, so they have some turns, mm -hmm. uh, like a sooty turn. Yeah. They also have this like tropical, tropical long tail 
bird. A tropic t- bird? Yeah, yeah, Tonga. Yeah, tropic bird. Is that what it is? It's all yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get any photos because I like every time I saw them, I wasn't kind of paying attention to them. But yeah, really pretty bird, long tail. Also, they have a red-headed. Hold on, red-headed fruit dove. I think. Let me see. It's called no a red-eared fruit. No, this is not it. Hold on. Dang it. Anyways, it's the prettiest dove you'll ever see. It's like, <laughs> I like you, you just sing this. I was like, Margo, look at this bird out our window. It's like on a tree. And I'm like, it's a dove, like making very similar, like morning dove calls. Yeah. But it's beautiful. Um, not that the morning doves are ugly, but these ones are cooler. Nice. And then what else did we see? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of pretty, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of pretty birds. Like I said, no fish. I did see like a clownfish or two, like, and some of the like little corals, but not a whole lot. Dude, well, that's cool. Yeah. What, what? There was a schooling fish and I didn't even ask it. I don't even think they knew like what the fish was called or like maybe they didn't know like a, na- you know, an American name for it or something, but what it was color, like, it, it was like, like, it was like a schooling fish. Like what do the spinner dolphins eat? Let, they, la- Is it uh, like lantern fish or something? I don't know, but like they definitely came into the Harbor at night and like, you could like drop a rock in the water and they would scatter like, but then some bigger fish chased them all the way into this little cove. And it was cool. Cause everyone from the restaurant got up and like went out there and you could see all the fish like it was like a humpback was gonna lunch feed on him <laughs> yeah it was really cool yeah i mean they have like little sardines and stuff is this your the city your tropic bird oh yeah yeah that's it with the long tail yeah anyways it was amazing everyone should go to tonga once or twice or like <laughs> once a year <laughs> expensive but worth it yeah it will yeah, I guess it's real. It's expensive, but like you're there for like the thing is, is like the trip is slightly expensive, but it's cheap on the island, kind of like depends on where you. If you eat at like a local spot, it's like, dude, we ate for like forty top, forty top, which is like twenty dollars mm-hmm. U.S. for like four of us. Like, mm-hmm. and you're eating a lot of fish. Like this is kind of like it's fish. Oh my god, they invented new potatoes, cassava and taro. <laughs> I don't know what the heck where those came from, but all of a sudden there's these they're new from po- there. There's new potatoes and they're but there's taro in Hawaii, but they it came from there. No, I know, but it's so amazing. It's so good. Like the cassava was really good. Um they I feel like they kind of have that with well on the main island we had that a lot, but they actually just had potatoes with like all the dishes on mm-hmm. yeah. the island I was on. Nice. Yeah. So what's our secret whale of the week? Um, did I tell you they see rough-toothed dolphins? Have you seen one of those? I've never seen one. I want to see one. I just feel like it's kind of like a bottlenose, right? Bottlenosey. It's more alligator-looking than a bottlenose. More, so more common dolphiny. Yeah, but like but their head is the forehead is sloped like really. I could just Google it. At an angle, <laughs> it's not like a big bump. It's like a slope on the forehead on the top. Oh, yeah, I see that. Uh, dang, they're weird looking, huh? Yeah. I wish I would have saw them. Next time. Next time. <laughs> um, secret whale, I just just make it a humpback, man. I, I'll, yeah. I'm going to say it on the podcast. They're my favorite whale. They have to be. Yeah. yeah. They're the best. Yeah. They're just amazing. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. If you li- listen this far into the podcast, we appreciate you. And uh, 
yeah, we'll talk more about like the actual patterns of humpback whale migrations on an upcoming episode for the Southern Hemisphere because it's not just straightforward. Everybody meet at the Western Antarctic Peninsula. So we want to learn it too. So if you're interested, look out for that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.